Welcome to Open the Brain. I wanted to cover what I've learned from vegans. And I know some of you listening are probably thinking to yourself, well, I like this burger I'm eating right now. I like this steak. Keep eating that steak. I'll join you with the steak, in fact. I love them as well. But there are some really important things in the research of vegan foods and the proteins and everything that I think should really be gone over and that we should be really looking into more deeply. I think there's this big idea from the vegans that all these meat eaters are these terrible people. And from us people who eat meat, some of us look at vegans and we think, oh, well, that guy's just eating a salad every day. What good can be coming out of that? Well, surprisingly, there might be a lot of health benefits from algaes and mushrooms and other things that are completely disregarded in stereotyping the individuals. We can learn some very valuable lessons from some of the research they've done. In, for example, the research areas of what foods have the right proteins to actually give someone a balanced diet. Imagine taking some of the mushrooms that might be very beneficial to someone for getting protein and mixing that in with eggs or mixing that in with some kind of a milk or something and now giving it to some of the 67,000 children who are going to die this year of starvation in Africa. And in fact, on the topic of Africa, do you guys remember those locusts that were going around East Africa and eating all their crops? Well, what I called that was the food eating the food. That was an entire swarm of a food source that was once commonly eaten all around the world. And now, because of, I'm not really exactly sure, I would imagine probably colonialism changing the common cuisine of countries has kind of caused this confusion where we suddenly think, oh, those are bugs, that's gross, that's nasty, and we try to avoid it. And so we let them do all this damage to the food crops and starve people and put people in this situation where 67,000 children are going to possibly die of starvation this year in a country that just let its food get devoured by some foreign food, I'll call it. Because what else do you call a name for that? There's not really another situation like that. You never go to eat a salad and a cow comes and eats your food. That doesn't really happen. I mean, you usually have a burger sitting next to your salad and nothing's touching each other other than like the, the dead plant is touching the dead meat and everything's just kind of staying there together and not devouring each other. So why are we going to let the bugs do that? I don't, I don't get that. But one thing I do find kind of interesting is maybe from at least a vegan standpoint, they might look and say, oh, well, it's living still. It still thinks. And I mean, I know that people there are not vegan. This is, this is not a situation where a bunch of people are privileged enough to be able to say, I don't want to eat a certain food. But what is happening, in fact, is that there are these vegans, the ones who are privileged enough, who might be looking at this and might try to give their interpretation of a reason why not to eat the bugs. I'd like to say, well, let, let's do eat them. In fact, for the vegans who are listening, I would like to let you know that mollusks, which are like clams, mussels, barnacles, all those things, they predate the plants that we eat. So they don't think as much as the plants do. They don't communicate as much as the plants do. If you don't really understand what a plant is, let me explain it to you so you fully understand. It's like an upside down person. We've got the roots where everything kind of starts off. That's the brain center. And now that's sending up soon enough the plant itself where it's going to release its flowers and everything which are its reproductive organs which take in pollen they have the seeds and all of that that's like being the upside down person that's like its legs and it's you know what's all just kind of waving out there to kind of reproduce and breed further and i mean obviously 
that's going to be a little simpler than other animals since these are things that don't really move besides like sunflowers turning their head and everything or not their head it's like their ass kind of but yeah besides sunflowers shaking around you're not really seeing much movement so that leads me to wonder why are you comfortable killing that tomato and not killing a clam but jokes aside i just think that it's really important for us to look into the sciences and really figure out well, what are they doing that we aren't really aware of? Because a lot of people like to think that these vegans are just a bunch of salad eaters that aren't doing anything else. But they're in reality bringing advancements to the science of getting nutrition and all this into our foods and into our diets. And then with the meat eaters, they so often think of us as these barbarians. But for any of you who enjoy seafood as much as I do, when we eat clams, we are being more humane to the environment and to living things than they are when they eat a salad. Because at least when we're eating a clam, it's just one singular food. We're just Unless you're eating the clams and pasta, in which case you're eating plants anyway. But if you're eating your clams, that's just... Maybe that's like 15 individual clams. They couldn't even talk to each other if you put them in the tank together. But if you have like a salad that's lettuce, onion, tomato, maybe olives or whatever. But those are a whole bunch of different things from different plants. You're pulling off pieces of plants and then you're killing the entire plant. Those things can communicate. I don't know if they can communicate with each other. But if you have three different tomatoes in there, those three tomatoes can communicate better than those seven clams can in a combined little space like that's what you're eating you're eating a thing that either can't even talk or a thing that can kind of communicate or whatever I guess we call that talking and so i don't know it's kind of weird it, it really it really is i mean the, these vegans they have so much that they have going for them it's correct there's so much of this science and there's so much big stuff but we have only the very worst of them being highlighted by some of the world i mean you have these almonds you know um, I, I guess it's almond farms or something in california that are causing these droughts and you see how bad these droughts are getting but at the same time there's these scientists that are doing so much as well for, for, for veganism that are probably recognizing the problem with that and the thing is that they're just not connected you have some scientists and some corporation they're not the same thing but why is only one getting the big spotlight and why are people who don't support them not seeing both sides if i'm a vegan i'm most likely not going to start noticing the droughts but if i'm not a vegan i'm most likely not going to start noticing the advancements that might save millions of starving people it's a little weird, isn't it? I don't know, but there, there, there we go. There's, there's the vegans, there's non-vegans. I hope anyone who listened to this can get out of this the important health benefits and that I don't just end up being that soy boy or I don't end up just being that barbarian carnivore, whichever, whichever side of the, of the labeling you want to put me on. I, I hope instead of labels, you looked, looked at this and you said, okay, Maybe I should research this or maybe I should apply this to my life or whatever you take out of this. I hope that you take something positive out of it. This is Open the Brain. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, YouTube, as well as Instagram. We'll be making two new episodes a week.